river kingdoms are a constantly shifting group of city-states, kingdoms and fiefdoms, rising and falling through the machinations of would-be conquerors, wars, assassinations, games of politics, and dangerous monsters. South of Brevoy sits the Stolen Lands. Stolen from what and when are a matter of some debate. Currently overrun by bandits and monsters. Brevoy seeks to aid in the establishment of new kingdoms, buffer states, run by anyone strong enough and clever enough to carve a kingdom out of the savage wilderness. Caelan Thorne, the mercenary who would be king, believes he is that man. Herein lies his tale of wilderness exploration, monsters, politics, romantic entanglements, ancient gods, and war. Heavy indeed is the head that wears the crown. Sugarfueled Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, present Kingmaker, a Paizo Adventure Path. A word to our listeners. This game is often interrupted. Whenever this happens, you'll hear our editor's tone to let you know when a segment of recording has been removed until we resume gaming. Episode 87. Voice of the editor here. This is the first episode we've edited and uploaded to the site since Carter Lockhart passed away at the end of October 2018. If you're not familiar with Lockhart, uh, he was the voice, the GM, general genius behind the Yorkton Gamer Guild and several of RPG MP3's other recordings. His recordings alone have brought me hundreds of hours of joy listening to them, and en- endless hundreds more of the role-playing I've gotten from all the inspiration he's given me. I borrowed, or uh, more accurately just outright stole, uh, voices, ideas, GM techniques all over the place from him, picked his brain, geeked out with him. I can't overstate the influence that Lockhart had on me. Without him, none of our Sugar Fuel Gamers works would exist, period. You wouldn't be listening to us today. I'll think of my friend whenever Regian speaks. It's Lockhart's Sandra Visky voice. I'll think of him every time his boy Brunsk wants a job. Life would be a less bright place without the time that I did share with him. We miss the hell out of you, Lockhart. Thank you for everything. God be with you, my friend. So, we last we left Camden, uh, you had abandoned plant Operation Wild Horse. Yes. And left that to Tristan. Uh, you had gone checking through several swamp hexes. Oh, that's right, and found the Charles. Yes, and we fought, fought those Charles. Useless sacks of crap that they were. And then they died horribly. We killed the Charles with excessive awesome. Mm-hmm. Found uh, that they'd probably eaten a wizard of Gosra. Yes. Based on your understanding. Yes. We came home, we divided a huge pile of treasure. Svetlana um, learned about um, hiking through swamps. Tristram said I probably shouldn't have taken Svetlana through a swamp. Tristram um, told me information about Quintessa Marais. Yes, he did. Gave you her uh, legend lord divination. Yes. And, um, I think, um, and I got some, um, I got some build points from the Giants, didn't I? Yes, you did. It looks like I've already written that down, though. I got a, I got three build points, I think. Yep. Yep, cool, so I have got that down. Yes, so all the treasure is divided, and thus ends the month of Er Eristus. Yep. 
which means that we are rolling on into a Rhodius. Yep. And a Kingdom turn, I believe. Yes, you are quite correct. Okay, I fail my stability check. Yep. Do you uh, fail it by five or more? Let's see. Uh, it de- that depends on how you count it. I have 94 stability. My control DC is 98. However, I have two points of unrest. So if you count in the two points of unrest, yes, otherwise no. Yes, you do, because it's your stability at minus two. Yeah. Unrest, basically. Yep, so I fail it by five or more. At which point you gain a d4 of unrest. Yep. People are still worried about the war effort. And wondering specifically whether Gorham's disfavor will turn against your kingdom. Yes. There's news of what you've done. They're not not all that worried about it, it must be said. Uh, You gain one unrest anyway. Cool. Alright. But yes, I think that's the line of logic. No, no, that makes good sense as to what they're upset about. Because no one was terribly worried that Draylin was going to wipe you out, but, you know, if fortune fate in the gods' favour. Yeah, plus there is that Tiger Lord army. It doesn't have to be Draylin what gets us. Mm. Okay, so pay consumption. Yep. And vacant magic item slots. I do have one. Brace for excitement. Yep. There has to be an exciting one on here somewhere. I've had several dull ones in a row. Hell yes. It's a rod of the python. Ah. Or should I say another rod of the python? Yeah, I know. It's not exactly the first one. (laughs) Sure the next one will excite you more, though. Yep. going to um, clear my scroll of fire trap. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not terrified. No, I'm sure you're not. Uh, do you want to send Huxley out to modify your unrest? No. So, what comes next? Uh, change leadership? Uh, no, we, we only just did last turn. We're good. Claim hexes, build terrain, Okay. So, we... Um... Being very poor, having failed the economy check on the previous turn, mm-hmm. we build a um, only two things and do not expand the kingdom size because we also have very poor economy stats due to um, our lack of a good treasurer. Yep. Um, rather, our recent downgrade in our treasurer skill. The two things that we build are a monument in Lakeview. This is specifically... Um, in the um, hex that has the um, shrine to Saren Ray, the graveyard and the pier, mm-hmm. um, there is a wa- corner bordering the water. And it is that, uh, uh, looking out over the lake, and that is where we build our monuments to call and steal river. Very nice. Faith demand sacrifice. It does indeed say faith demand sacrifice. And um, Kaelin, after dithering a bit over the expression, um, asks for him to look peaceful. Nice. I have been saving that spot (laughs) for this for some time Um, and that drops uh, drops our unrest by one which is very welcome with an unrest at three and increases loyalty by three we also put our stables in Varnhold which um, increases the base value of the city which I should do and um, gives us another, uh, another loyalty and an economy bonus which is very very welcome and that is all the Purchasing. So then. Your face value must be pretty hofty by now. Uh, in Varnhold or generally? Generally, because remember that's the stat we're using it for is, is the general. Yeah, the um, 
3,200... 32,500. Yeah, yeah. That's going to pretty handsomely cover you uh, for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And by then, perhaps it'll be bigger. Mm. Alright, and then... Um, anything before collect taxes? Uh... Mm, as in you're asking me, is, is there a kingdom step? Uh, yeah, I think I think it's that's it. Um, it's just collect taxes. Uh, unless you want to twiddle your armies. Uh, no, not this turn. Okay, then yes, it is indeed collect taxes. Oh damn! Uh, while you were there, um, you might as well do this while you're playing with your numbers, add six build points on for reasons I'll explain shortly. Okay, um, that's fantastic. I'm thrilled to hear it. Um, the economy, I'm just going to do the math because I rolled an 11 and I wanted a 12 and I believe I was right in my maths on this one that an 11 is just not good enough. The unrest is killing you. Uh, that's 98. Yes. I was wrong, the 12 wouldn't have done it either. Yeah, the um, the economy is just too low to pull off actually making the checks. So, yes, we fail our economy check again. However, we get the customary 12. And apparently also 6. Yes. Which is fantastic, because that means that we have a glorious 14 build points. Rock on, time to build the palace. <laughs> well, we started with 13 this turn, so we are... Um, Net increase. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the th- there are limits on what I actually can do. For example, I can't afford to get, send the armies places and stuff. But anyway, tell me... So, and then we hit kingdom events. Uh, yes, so Svetlana, as your grand diplomat, will come to see you. Uh, with Leon in tow, actually, given those touches on him. Yep. Um, and, you know, they they come in to see you, and Leon's, Leon's saying, I, I'm not quite sure what I'm doing wrong. The, the books look right. We just don't seem to have enough money to cover quite everything. Or we, we'll get the expenses paid, but... Oh, uh, uh, as they sort of walk in on you, he's talking to her. Hello? Uh, Kaelin, we have some we have some good news. It would be better if it had come earlier, but it would be better if girls, certain girls had brains in their heads, and Leon sort of stares sideways, doing his best impression of I'm an invisible page who can't hear you even though I'm now the treasurer. Yeah. Um, and Found something on your desk? Desk when you got back to work? Something like that, yes. Now, I understand that I was not in position to fulfill the role, but... I'm really not sure what made you pick, of all people, Cassandra Numesti. <laughs> well, I was looking for someone that um, wouldn't get upset when I um, brought you back, really. She certainly wouldn't at that. Uh, I have several communications that have come to us last month from House Sotova, House Kalath, and the Independent Alliance of Lords, the three powers making up what, is, what remains of Prevoy. They have, in suitably lengthily flowery language, become aware of your recent experiences with Orvin Bane and the Church of Gorham. Aye. Uh, apparently they received messengers to let them know. Aye. Um, 
as you'll discover, have several like several other diplomatic congratulations have drifted in at this point on your claiming of Orban Bane because yeah. basically it, it doesn't appear that the whole world got notified, but it's everyone in all the surrounding kingdoms, everyone yeah. who could conceivably come and punk you for it. Yeah. Got got no, notified of this. Yeah, I, and for that I do thank the Iron Lord. You're welcome, given you destroyed his holy relic. And yeah, this. yeah, and I feel really good about it every time I think about how he deliberately set me up for everyone to invade me. Um, in, in very flowery language, they have offered their congratulations and their interest in the outcome of this matter. And they, in so many words, they have offered us tribute. The, the girl took that as meaning dresses. Dresses! <laughs> Alright, noted. Uh, um, bear in mind she's not in good choice. She has several very fine dresses sent to her. But, uh, House Sertova, House Kalath, and the, independent, the Alliance of Independent Lords have all, separately from each other, offered us their congratulations and uh, acknowledgement of our military might and have offered us several exceedingly favourable trade deals. Uh, and she dumps a squadge of pa- giant squadge of paper on the desk which is the reading between the lines uh, they are offering us tribute to not invade them aye <laughs> it is a uh, it is a sort of arrangement where they will provide us with ongoing uh, ongoing favourable deals that will last for exactly as long as the peace does aye I, uh, I follow it it is not a tribute because of course such a thing would not be fitting between lords and kings nor to pay off a neighbouring country, it is merely a favourable trade deal. Uh, but economically, says Leon, a very favourable one. Well, we could certainly u- the, we could certainly use it. The treasury's a bit tight. Uh, 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 treasury's a bit tight at present. Um, I don't suppose. We, uh, are they going to get grouchy when they found out I destroyed the thing, and the uh, and the less more likely to invade them than I was last week? Uh, it is not so much a question of the fact that you have the sword. It is a question of the fact that you have the capacity. You have the capacity to claim it, and an army that has just driven off the tiger, a thousand-strong tiger lord barbarian army. I suppose if I was minded to, I could probably um, make a bit of a hash of revoy given what state they're in this week. As well as they can read between the lines, as well as Dagamark. If we have armies, they are there to be used. Ah, well, in all fairness, we have this many armies because we have a thousand strong tiger lord. Uh, 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 little army on our borders. And at this point, somebody comes through the door without knocking. Um, and Svetlana, you know, her reactions are better now that she's been out of venturing, actually looks round. You know, Leon sort of doesn't, and you do as well. And in runs uh, Liana, who is a half-elven girl who is um, Leon's older younger sister she is right, older yeah. than him because she's a half elf but younger than him in terms of maturity yeah um, and she comes skidding in and she says oh Caleb hey uh, Svetlana and Leon want to see you I can see they're already here you're on this you've got this uh, come back and tell me what it is that I need to know that was it ah. that Svetlana and Leon want to see you okay She's she's announcing them. Okay. <laughs> and then she runs back out again. How is my younger sister working out as your new page? Look, kid, I appreciate that you've got talent, and I'm glad we're giving you the opportunity to use it, but 
You were better. <laughs> yeah. You you did not per se assign her, but she was the page of the town. She was put in Leon's old position as the page of the town hall when he got promoted up yeah. to castle page. Then she got promoted up to castle page. Yeah. I don't know if you have any other relations that are a bit um, steadier. Uh, no, I'm afraid yeah. not. Oh, well, perhaps she'll calm down in time. <laughs> I'll have a word with her. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, a, a first initial word, yes. I'd appreciate it. Uh, in any event, if we are minded to take these deals, and I see no reason we should not, uh, we will receive a tribute... <coughs> A favourable trade deal from each of the three separate parties. It is a small enough thing, but enough to enough that they feel that they are making some effort to keep uh, the orc from their door, as it were. Aye, well, you know, I've no objection to being paid for what I was going to do anyway. Uh, And it will um, reassure them so they don't start (coughs) making a fuss and thinking they have to come up with some other way to deal with me. Yeah, so it is nothing so crass as a uh, treaty not to invade yeah. Um, which is worthless anyway, because yeah. if you were minded to invade them, you'd just break it. Yeah. And it is most definitely not the thing that Michaela and Svetlana would both warn you against, is taking some sort of mutual defence pact with them. No. Where they'd be obliged to defend you, but you'd be immediately drawn into their civil, civil war. war. Like yeah, which we interminable have... civil war. Yeah, which we have deliberately avoided. Um, but essentially, each of the three parties will pay you two bill points a turn as long as you're at peace with them. Sweet. They don't care what you're doing elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, which is effectively six bill points a turn. Excellent. So that's where that six bill points comes from, because... Wow, six bill points a turn? Yes. Wow, okay. Two from each party. Yeah. It's, there's, there's lots of diplomatic finery and... Um, pontification about this but what it is is they're paying you tribute to not invade them Yep. Cool. because of course as soon as you go to war with them that trade deal disappears and your money goes into the wind Yeah. and given how little you want to get involved in Bravoy it's everybody knows what's happening here they're paying you off to not you know bother them and you're taking it because the payoff is better than the payoff you get for ransacking their lands yeah well, I wasn't going to invade them anyway, but I'm not. I'm certainly not opposed to be, being paid six bill points a turn to not do so. That will um, certainly um, make the economy look a bit rosier. And theoretically, it's in your interest now that all three of them continue to exist as powers. Although it's not as if you'd lose a lot of sleep. No, I'd be much happier. No, I'd be much happier with a stable government and Bravoy and dropping that down to the regular two bill points I get from other people. Yes, but for example, um, if House Kalath. If, if House Kalath and the Alliance of Independent Lords were the only two that were paying you, then it would be in your interest to see House Sotova disappear so that you had, you had, the other two had more money uh, to pay yes, you with. Y- yes, I so if one say. of them does it, they you all have to. to. So it's like and they, you don't get all these letters on the... Like, Svetlana's yeah. going through an old pile, but she didn't get all these offers on the same day. Yeah, It was the Alliance of Independent Lords who tend to be the smarter and more forward-thinking ones, because they got a lot of more brains working in there. Yeah. Um, offered this first, and the immediate follow-on was House Kalath did it, and then the slightly slower follow-on was House Sertova As the penny eventually... Well, House Sertova, as the last rulers of Brewoy, see themselves as having the right to it. Yeah. But they're also realists. Yeah. Yeah, when one jumps, all three have to jump. That's hilarious. All right. And I get a bunch of money for doing nothing, which is fantastic. 
so that is one of your events. Yep. You are now receiving that six build points a turn. Uh, and Cassandra has apparently received several personal, several personal lovely gifts of dresses and flowers and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and yes, all right. So, um, it, it, not putting her on the council again. It wasn't that she. Um, it wasn't that she was taking them instead of giving the kingdom tribute. Yeah. It's that she'd taken the flowery language as meaning you know. I say we want to provide you with what your kingdom needs. We need dre- I need dresses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the second one, you get a uh, stability as your spying network. Yep. Okay. Uh, 91 plus 8 is 99. It is. Um, which is not good enough with my two points of unrest. I fail by one. Okay. Um, so, with the economy cracking down, you've needed to remove a few of your scouts and things. Yeah. Um, the Tiger Lord army is no longer in Drelev's lands. Ah. They're no longer in your lands. That one you'd know about instantaneously. Yeah. They... I, 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 I don't want to say they have vanished into the wind, because yeah. that suggests a ridiculous level of competency on them. The army got up, began moving, and then no one's quite sure where it's ended up. Okay. So, I would like to know where it's ended up. What is my best means of finding this out? Um, obviously, I have missed spotting which way they went. Yeah. Um, I could go in there with Brynn and try and follow their trail, or I could send out gather information style requests and see what pe- my spies can determine. Yep. Um, can I do that one? Or yes, it... yes, you can. Okay, that's 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 you've you've just failed to achieve it at kingdom level. Yeah. Uh, so what you've achieved from this is you know they are not in one of Drayleaf's hexes. Yeah. And you know they are not in your kingdom. Yeah. Which includes Vanhold off to the side as well. Uh, their lands are above Drelev's, then you've got Dagamark on the other side and Pytax down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they could be in either one of those, or yep. they could have returned to their own um, Tiger Lord lands, yes, or the army could have dispersed entirely, yep. having fallen apart, because remember it's made up from a wide number of different um, tribes. Yeah, and it's all been quiet. And, and war was what was keeping them together. Yeah. So, at this point, you failed to work that out as a kingdom-level thing. Yeah. Now you need to apply PC powers and okay, get information and things on it. Or sweet you physically locate them using your own powers. Yeah. You know, divine, gather information. Yeah. What, whatever methodology you choose to use as a PC. Okay. Make sense? Yes. Alright, so, um, I think, um, probably the most practical method would seem to be given the, um... So that's my that's the end of my Kingdom Lord events? That is the end of your Kingdom events. Um, then um, br- I want to immediately take Bryn into um, into um, the um, Summer is over, autumn has begun. Yep, into Fort Drelev, head to where we last saw the tiny little Lord army yep. and find out where they went. I don't think she can actually fail this, but I'll just... Um, Look at that. <coughs> it's under the track fee. <laughs> right, so they have a minus 333 penalty uh, because of the number of people being tracked. Yeah. Um, however, it will be some time since you got here. Yeah. Uh, so Bryn... Yeah. Yeah. 
a survival check. And exceed the DC by over 200. Yep. Um, however, this is not going to um, actually help her track them fast or anything. It just yep. makes it less... Um, it, it, it's pretty ridiculously easy to keep a track of where they have gone. Yeah. Uh, so they were up in C2. Uh, I believe. Let me um, dig up my map. Um. B2. B2, sorry. Uh, no, wait. Uh, B3. So it was, in fact... Um, Yep, yep. That, yeah, they were in C2 originally. Yeah, yeah, but they left because there wasn't okay, a... Okay, can I just pinch your map and see how far you've gone? Yep. Let's see how far we've gone. So, Brim would guess this to be a couple of weeks ago by the time you get out here. Yep. Uh, they pack up their camp, pack up their army, and start heading south. Uh, at which point they proceed south through the one, two, three, four levels of hexes that you have explored, uh, and then start turning slightly southeast. So they have headed into here. Okay. Um, we want to follow you, them. You may you may continue following them. It's yep. just now you're moving into unexplored. We want to follow them into unexplored territory. We're not going to explore it. We're just going to trail them. Actually, uh, that takes them directly into the swamp. So, uh, no, I will revisit that slightly. They will dip, they will go around to B um, to B nine instead. Yeah. Um, and here you will find Princess Army stopped here for a few days at least. Scout parties went. Scout parties went out. Several of them over that way, but came back. Then army moves on. So the scouts went out, surveilled something in this hex for a couple of days, and then moved on. Yep. Mm-hmm. Do you want to follow the scouts or follow the army? Uh, let's start by following the scouts. Okay. <coughs> so when you follow their tracks couple of K, and at this one she will actually have to make a check, because they are no longer yeah, t- t- thousands yeah, of people. Yeah, yeah, this is a much smaller group. Uh, she is actually going to end up shaking her head here. Yeah, Bryn attempts to follow these tracks. Horse tracks here, but too many weeks old. No way of knowing whether these are fresh, new traders, scouts. Could be anyone. All right, let's just keep following the army then. Uh, they head to A10. Yep. Um, you didn't give me my map back, so... Uh, yes, you did. You did give me my map back. I just failed to pay attention. Okay, so they head to A10. More, more or less, like they're heading down yep. that line. Uh, then they head through what would now be B11. Into Pytax's land. Ah, so the, uh, the Tiger Lords have gone into Pytax's land. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you going to continue to pursue them? 
No. Okay. Um. However, what I am going to do instead of continuing to explore is um return to um is um head make best speed back to Elk's Rest and um essentially send envoys to um um King Eravetti asking if he wants our assistance. Yeah. So ducking across the, the swamp is probably quicker than um, yeah. going all the way back up and around. Yeah. Um, you may want to flag on B9 that there's mysterious scouted, scouted things. Yes, that sounds good. Because if we're... Um, if he does want our assistance, we'll have to act, activate an army very promptly to send them in. Yeah. Uh, you are sending like the usual proper diploma, diplomatic entreats, entreaties to him. Yeah, uh, they come back with a with a very bland, um, non-informative thank you for the information. No further action is required. Sweet. Okay, then I'm going to consider the. It, it's literally what you get as an acknowledgement of what you've said, and that's about it. Yep, sweet as. Um, he doesn't. He doesn't tell you no. Don't don't come and help, and he doesn't tell you yes. To come and help. What you get back is it's not even no further action is required. It's just this incredibly bland, you know, communication received. Yep, that's fine. Um, I'm not going to activate an army and send it into Pytech uh, uh, to, yeah, yeah. to help Dreyliv and Dreyliv and to help unless Ravetti explicitly asked me to. Um, so how long would that have taken hiking down through all those various hexes? Uh, it's... It's a big loop round a big chunk of the thing. Whiffle, whiffle, chimpanzee sounds. With your horseshoes of speed? Yes. Uh... Right, so like four hours to get across one, six hours to get across the swamp. So, uh, it was in through hills and grassland, down through hills and grassland, and then back across the swamp. So that's probably about a week by the time you round about it. Sweet. And then um, probably a um, couple of days in... Um, I can be more specific. But I no, that's okay. And then I'll knock off... Three days in Elk's Rest, sending diplomatic envoys and waiting for responses and stuff. Yep. Um, all right. At which point we've still got a bit of a rodius. And I mean, your your envoys come back to tell you that Pytax is still there. Yeah. There's not a an obviously gigantic battle raging out. Yeah. Well, to be this. honest, you know, I wanted the Tiger Lords dead. I don't think they're going to survive taking on Pytax. You know, if they chose to walk through Pytax and go somewhere else, I also don't care at that point. I'm good with I'm good with this outcome. It may come back to bite me in some sinister way later, but I can't see anything I can do about it right now. And um, you know, I just not like I desperately wanted to conquer the Tiger Lords. I was only doing it because they were right next to me. So um, I would like to um, take Tristram out. Yep. And go talk to some horses. By all means, you take Tristram out. You return to A eight. Land yes. of the wild horses. So we fu- we go fast with our magic horses, and we have explored all this terrain. So we just head through the bits that we have explored. Okay, and this should be interesting. 
Caleb will be well supplied with horse treats. Yeah, though they didn't, they didn't work terribly well the last No, time. I know, but we'll see what happens. Okay, so Tristan has stones will weep, so he may speak with animals at will. Yep. Uh, Which is indeed what I want him to bring to the table here, because I'd like to know what's going on with these horses. Okay, so... Tristan. Tristan says, oh, I... I, I horses have... Horses sometimes run away and sometimes they don't. I mean, I mostly get ones that are pre-trained to ride. <laughs> it's much easier that way. But certainly, I'll, I'll have a word. Uh, was there one in particular you were looking for? Yeah, the um, the herd stallion seems to be a bit more onto it than your average horse. I'd like to... I don't know if he's got some fey blood in him or something like that, but I'd like to... Um, I'd rather not do this with violence if diplomacy can sort it out. Alright, well, you lead me to them. So we go out and endeavour to track down the horse herd. Yep, and they are not in the same place they were. Ah, I was wondering if that might happen. Uh, it's a lot of horses. There are obvious tracks around. Yeah. Um, this is the kind of stuff that is easy enough to follow without tra- without needing the track feed, but you will still need a survival check to actually okay. hunt them down. Uh, Tristan will assist you. I got a 29, so that's 31. Okay. Carolyn has been watching Bryn do this for quite some time, and when it comes to really, really large, obvious things, he is sort of okay at it. You must have quite good survival, then. I've got nine points in survival. Really? Yeah, nine nine all up. I've got a two ranks, three wisdom, and a plus four circumstance modifier. Hmm. What's your, um... One from being an orc, one from knowledge nature, I guess. Uh, let's find out where I got my survival from. Um, I think two ranks of that is probably a synergy bonus from something. Two ranks of it will be from being a uh, racial bonus of being half orc. Right, yep. Um, possibly one is from your um, Pioneer of the Wilds, whatever it was, trait that you had? Uh, mercenary, mercenary as Pioneer. Yeah, I know that gave you a bonus to a bunch of um, wacky, horsey... Yeah, I, uh, uh, it's entirely possible one of those. It, it, it's been a while, my... Um, yeah, yeah that, that sounds about right. I'm just impressed. Yeah. Know, your survival is actually quite high now. Yeah, yeah, I put I put, a, I put a rank or two in it when I had the opportunity. Uh, is it class for Knight of Thorns? It is not a class for Knight of Thorns. Okay. So... And, um, of course, putting the wisdom up didn't hurt. Yeah, you're, you're talking about following a herd of 20-something horses here who have neither the, um, who, who, well, who shouldn't have the capacity, uh, shouldn't have the intelligence and shouldn't have, and don't have the capacity to really hide their tracks from you. Yeah. Uh, the herd has moved on. Yeah. Um, it has moved down, not terribly far from you, down into A9. Yep. Which we have not explored, but, you know, no, we can just walk you into. You enter and following these horse tracks. Yeah. And it's not exactly as if the moment you left, they've pivoted sharp right and made their way down here. Yeah. It's the herd has slowly grazed its way down here. You're following a lot of hoof prints, but also chewed down areas of grass and meadow and that sort of thing. So can I just ask at this point, I wandered through B9, and I'm now walking into A9, so yep. can you tell me the terrain for those two hexes? Uh, grassland, grassland. I thought that might be the case. And grassland for A10 as well. Uh, yep, okay. 
<coughs> okay. And what's your plan on approaching these horses? Um, I'm going to openly move up to them to with endeavor to move up to them to within talking range or at least calling range, mm-hmm. and then um, get without making you know without having any ropes or weapons or anything else. And then get Tristram to try and call across to yep. them in a horse. As you call, as as you approach them openly, so they see you because you're not stealthing at all, um, the horses wheel off and literally sort of circle the wagons, move into a kind of defensive huddle yeah. in, a, in, a, in a facing out circle, put the foals in the middle, yeah. and generally stay away from you. Um Tristan, however, can communicate at range just by shouting at them, so that's no particular problem. And I wonder what this sounds like out loud to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you will hear Tristan actually call out to the horses, and then he translates to you what he's saying. Yeah. Because he's, he's speaking to them in more or less. He says, I'm, I'm speaking to them now in horse. Well, that's a gross oversimplification of the way of looking at it. Technically speaking, I'm weaving the thaumaturgical flows between us to create a, cogn- a cognizant shared speech centre that both of us can understand. Uh, of course. They're hearing me speak in what you might call horse if you were prepared to crudely oversynthesize it, and I'm hearing them speak back in Sylvan. <laughs> he says he realizes that it isn't tell name that he hears his default language. Oh, how? Yep. <laughs> tell Dane is not his racial language. Yep. <laughs> uh, so, I, I've told them that I, I I've told them that we mean them no harm and that we want to talk. And, uh, do the horses respond? The horses. The herd generally, you know, whinnies and kicks a little, and that sort of thing. Um, and can you both make sense horse motive checks or handle animal checks? I will definitely take handle animal over sense horse motive. However, my good rolling is at an end, so that is Omega 12. Okay. And that will fail. Uh, Tristan, hilariously, is going to succeed in this because now that he's got his, um, Precious one rank in sense motive. I believe that brings him to enough. He just put one point in sense motive? Yeah. People have, you know, lied to him about who he is for his entire life. Sort yeah. of. Mm-hmm. And he's got a secret half-brother and all this sort of thing, so he started to, you know, take people's motives a bit more seriously. Just now? Yes, he deliberately had no ranks and sense motive whatsoever because he thinks the best of people. Yeah, I knew that he had no ranks and sense motive. I'm just entertained that these circumstances, as opposed to all the other circumstances, have caused him to put a single point in it. It gives him a positive number now. Yeah. Because he, unlike many bards, doesn't have negative wisdom. Yeah. And yeah, incidentally, I've um, apparently um, gone a bit um, slap-happy with wisdom, and I'm just... Um, boosting my stat back down to a plus two. I don't know um, quite how that are you, happened. Are you gifting yourself three, an extra point of free wisdom? Uh, apparently I was, so I'm um, correcting that. Possibly you didn't understand how time of understanding works. Mm-hmm. 
Oh yeah, I did have that thing, didn't I? I think that put me up to the 14, though. Yeah, I believe so, because it yeah. was just a plus one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's alright. I um, just got a bit over-enthusiastic with my wisdom modifier, it would appear. So I'm just going to correct that. In any case, continue about what the horses do. Uh, so check your spot and listen are both wisdom-based as well. Yeah, you know, I'm just going down through all my wisdom um, skills. And will saves are the other ones. Yeah, that's good yeah, no, the will save modifier is right. It's just the skills. I've gotten a bit carried away. There so, we are, they're all back down now. Tristan watches, watches the horses, and, and they make vague noises back to him. He says, well, what they're saying... And when I say that, I don't mean saying. Saying it's a combination of body language yeah, and Yeah, just, just tell me. Uh, they say that they want the sugar because it smells good but that they're not allowed because we're bad. Right. And I swear... Uh, actually, I made a sense motive check. He will let a bluff check. And, and I'd swear that... Um, and, and make some obscure reference to some shared point of reference you'd have about a power behind the throne type thing. Yeah. Uh, what he's endeavouring to tell you is that they're taking their cues from that horse there, the big stallion. Yeah. It's and, and the stallion is listening to you, and Tristan thinks it understands what you're saying, which is why he's endeavouring to pass this message to you secretly. Yeah. Because if he says, hey, that one there is listening to us, it's probably going to do something about this. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Um... Can you ask them why we're bad? <laughs> and they think that we want to take one of them away. Or possibly more than one. Maybe even the entire herd. Alright. Um, tell them we um, want to know if one of them wants to come with us. <laughs> they say they're not allowed to. These are wild horses. They... they shouldn't trust sugar. Sugar is bad. Mm-hmm. Alright. Maybe we can talk to the big fella and see what he... seeing he's um, in charge and see what he thinks. Um, so what Caelan wants to do is move around the herd. Yeah. Um, staying at the same safe, safe distance. Yeah. But come around to where the big stallion is. Are you endeavouring to conceal what you're doing? No, this is this is a deliberate ep- attempt to talk specifically to the big stallion. Okay, can you and Tristan give me charisma checks then to look approachable and not like hostile horse rustlers? Uh, he'll hit that with ease. I get a 21. As will you. So, no problems there. Uh, the big stallion watches you come around but doesn't endeavour to uh, run away, attack you... He moves carefully. He's not trying to stay away from you, but he stays... You know what he does? He stays out of sword reach. Yeah. And the stallion just sort of flares his nostrils at you and watches you. And Tristan turns to you and... Hmm? All right, big guy. You've got some concerns... Uh, earns about us, yeah? You don't want us um, interfering with your herd. Uh, 
thing is, um, I have come out here because, uh, 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 as I'm looking for, for a horse, but it's up to you. I figure it's up to your your folks if they're um, prepared to come with me. It's um, and I figure it's up to you too because you're in charge, right? And um, I will nod to Tristram to translate. Yeah. But um, I don't think he needs to. Yeah. Having um, having picked this up already, as you watch this, the horse is, is listening to you, and then it turns its head to Tristan like it's pretending that it needs to have him translate. Yeah. Uh, with all the subtlety of a horse. Yeah. So it kind of goes, and turns its head in a big way. Um, but but it, it listens to you, pretends it doesn't understand, then listens to Tristan. Yeah. Um, I suppose, technically speaking... Uh, can you make me a diplomacy check here? Uh, which Tristan will assist you on. She does with ease. Uh, 27. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually look up my diplomacy DCs. Uh, sorry, Tristan assisted me? Yes. 29. Uh, well, in that case, I'm going to have to look up my diplomacy DCs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unfriendly. The horse watches you for a moment and then Tristan translates for it. It pretends to listen to Mm. him. Um, And it watches you up and down. Uh, Are you on horseback or on foot at this point? On foot. But you came on horses that would be reasonably apparent to it. Uh, we came on magic horses because I'm not interested. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. So your magic horses are like 200 foot back that yeah. way. Um, and the horse looks you up and down, and <laughs> half orc, you will not take my people. He says to you in Teldane. And Tristan goes. Huh. See? See, I said. I said he was special. Okay, I didn't realise he was this special, but I did say. And the horse sort of <clears throat> paws the ground. Oh, what's your name? I am Windchaser. <laughs> Head of this herd. <laughs> Strongest stallion amongst them. But you do not come like other men. <laughs> you do not come with honeyed words that lead to rope. You come like a rider. Although you do not ride true horses. I smell the not horses on the wind. They are not right. He sort of gums a bit and then spits on the ground. I know it's a strange thing, but um, uh, my brother here is good with the magic and they're um, fast and they don't sink in the swamp. I understand the phantom steed when I see one, Harfork. But it is no true horse. It is no true horse to ride with the wind in your hair. It is a construct of magic. A weak thing for poor riders. Oi, says Tristan. We're not poor riders. We're actually, we're not the head as riders go. I've, I've got to say, I'm impressed, though. I um, figured you must be a, a bright fellow, but I'm getting the sense that you're smarter than me. And while there's a fair few who can say that, it's still an impressive achievement. Um, 
I am... Um, How smart are you? Just have that first. Uh, twelve. The horse's vocabulary is better than yours. Yeah, I thought the horse was smarter than The me. horse is, in fact, smarter than you. Sadness. Um, anyway... That's fucking hilarious. It seemed fair enough to, um, come out and ask if, um... One of your people, if it's alright with you, if one of your people comes back with us. Um, there's, um, a family who are looking for a horse of their own and they want, you know, a strong horse, wild horse. Hey. The horses of the Windchaser herd are too strong to be ridden. By any but the strongest. <laughs> go tell your pe- go tell your people, go tell your king that we will not. <clears throat> Stops, looks you up and down. Looks round, looks around you. Looks at the weapons on your back. <clears throat> you are the king they speak of, the gatekeeper, Caelan of Stagthor. Aye, that's me. And you, it was interesting. You are the fae they whisper of in the wind. I, I am? <laughs> Horses have many friends amongst the fae. Well, that makes a lot of sense, thaumaturgically speaking. <laughs> Too many words. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I hear tell that in your kingdom, many strange creatures make their home. Half orcs. <laughs> Changelings, Fay, and other types. Aye, that's right. We've got kobolds and lizard folk and um, centaurs and similar folk. When Califraxus left me in this land, it was a free place. Now it is under the thumb of the Draylith. Aye. You seek to. Break his rule. Ride him out of the herd. Aye. You look strong, half walk for someone that rides such a weak, <laughs> pitiful <laughs> mount. <laughs> Those are high-quality, extended magical constructs. <laughs> Let it go, kid. Aye, I am. If you come seeking a horse... I cannot let you take her. Citizen from my kingdom. Not without you facing the king of the herd. Aye, oh, that sounds like something I could be doing. A sword duel would be swift and pointless. Uh, it doesn't seem like... Yeah. But I'm thinking you've a, you have a plan in your, your head about how we do this. Mm-hmm. I would challenge you to a race had you ridden a real horse here. <laughs> but as it is, do you know the concept of this was Califraxus this, this was Califraxus' term. He spoke of it from lands far away. They called it <laughs> the Bronco. Aye. I think I've heard, heard tell of it. Who's Califrax? <laughs> Califrax was my friend years ago. He was a great 
We would call him horse friend. You would call him brr, druid of the uh, kingdoms. I hit you. He came to this land brr, many years ago, explored, explored with allies and fellow adventurers. Brr, but he parted ways with them with harsh and bitter and violent words, and then strode alone once again in the natural world, brr, as all things do. He aged and died. I was his companion for many years, and before he succumbed to his old age, he, Hillstomper, and a few others, like I, were given gifts by him. Gifts to see, to speak, to be smarter. We are awake. Awakened animals? Awakened animals. So there was an elderly druid here, um, now several, several, several years ago. Uh, Awakening gives them... When Chaser doesn't have a conception of this, you would understand that the Awakening must give them an extraordinary lifespan as well. Probably one that's on par with a normal sentient humanoid. Neat. Um, And um, Califrax awakened Wind Chaser and a couple of other animals and then eventually died of old age, and the animals buried him. Awesome. To return him to the earth. Alright. Should I take the armor off? (laughs) How do you normally ride? Like this. But I don't want to, um, I don't want to, um, you know, be unfair. (laughs) You have never ridden a horse like me. <laughs> Alright. I really want to keep calling you Schubert because he's got that sort of voice. Yeah. Um, so, Kaylin probably has a rough idea what this entails anyway. Yeah. Uh, Windchaser will explain it in a way you understand. Uh, he's not going to have a race with you because, as he says, that's horse against horse. Yeah, even and if I had a, even if I had a horse that didn't have magical horseshoes, that all that would prove is that I have a good horse. Yeah, and that your horse is faster that, that that horse is faster than his, although more likely they just run at comparatively equal speeds. Yeah. Um. So, what he will propose to you is um is effectively a bronco contest. You're going to ride him. Yeah. Uh, bareback. Yeah. He's going to run uphill and down dale. Yeah. Um, and endeavour to buck you off. Awesome. And you're going to... It's effectively the process of breaking in a wild horse, only yeah. the horse understands what you're doing and is making a deliberate and intelligent effort to get rid of you. Yeah. Which I imagine will be tough as hell, but Caleb thinks it's the most awesome so, thing he's heard since the Kankarana run. This will effectively be a string of extended ride checks, obviously. Which is so great. I'm so happy right now. As Windchaser endeavours to dump you. Yep. So Caleb will um, wear his armour, but will actually ditch his pack and his weapons to concentrate on staying on. Mm-hmm. Yes, and Windchaser demands that you wear the armour because we must see how you ride as you normally would. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Uh, of course, I normally have saddle, but you know. Yeah, yeah, normally you would. Yeah. Um, as you are riding bareback, you take a minus five penalty on your ride checks. Yep. Because right. that's how it works normally. Yep. Um, Which means I only have a plus 16. Yep. But I imagine this is going to be very hard right checks. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, then, 
Windchaser will uh, actually get you to follow him for you know several hundred meters where he moves off to a more difficult bit of terrain. Yeah. You can obviously, it's not as if he's set up an obstacle course no. for this, but he goes and finds some natural equivalents of. Uh, and then he comes and politely, you know, sits and, and actually bends slightly down next to you so you can mount up on him. Yeah. You mount up bareback with ease. Uh, and... Yeah, um... Can you give me a handle animal check? Uh, 13. Okay. I'm changing dice. Oh, actually, I'll take a ride check there. It's, it's about riding a horse. Okay. If um, that's better for you. Uh, by miles, um, that would be a 26. Okay. So, when you hop on, uh, you immediately realize that Windchaser is war-trained. Yeah. Um, in, in exactly the same way your, well, not your current Phantom magic yeah. horse. But, but my, in, my, in the, my, the horse regular, I take out when I don't, don't ride with Tristra. Your, your regular war horses. Uh, and, you know, he, he sort of bucks down politely and lets you step bareback onto him. And this sort of thing, like a well-war-trained horse. And then starts cantering gently off, um, seemingly under your control. But, of course, just because the horse is war-trained doesn't mean it has to choose to remain yeah. so. So your right cheeks go from the, um, you know, DC-5 to ride a war horse yeah. up to the harder ones. Uh, and he simply rides along and puts on a vague gallop, and the first thing you need to do is make me a difficulty 10 ride check. If you can make it in your sleep, then... Uh, yeah, I, I, um, hang on, now this is a minus 5. You are a minus penalty. 5 to all of these checks, because right. you do not have a saddle. Alright, which is, um, yes, okay, I can't fail, yes, I can't fail a DC 10 ride check with a minus 5 penalty. Okay. Then, which is actually reasonably impressive because it means you've got at least a 15 ride. Yeah. Um, so Windchaser puts on a good gallop here and then calls back up to you, sort of tilts his head slightly and calls over his shoulder to you. This is so horse at this point. I'm so <laughs> happy. You ride well. You have a rider's seat about you. It's been many years since I've seen someone this stable, but for now we are merely galloping. Let us see how you leap. And runs up the hillock. And then, because you're sufficiently au okay with this, uh, can you hit a difficulty? If you can hit these without rolling, you don't need to. Uh, can you hit a difficulty 10 handle animal check without rolling? Uh, no, I need to roll for that. Okay, roll me a difficulty 10 handle animal check. And I make it effortlessly. I, 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 it's it's in case I roll a one. If I roll a two, I'm fine. Okay, so he charges up basically a hillock that's got this this reasonable jump with a stream running under it, and as he gets up there, all his muscles begin to go slack and limp, as clearly Windchaser knows how to leap this gorge on his own, but he's going to make you make him do it, as yeah. if he were a dumb horse that hadn't been trained in doing it. Yeah. And he's deliberately making it hard, because he sloughs all his muscles yeah. and goes limp for the rest of it. Now you need to make a leap riding check. Okay. Leap. 
Alright, uh, that is a very poor roll, so that is an 18. Okay, which will hit the 15 DC with ease again. Phew. Uh, so Wind Chaser goes slack, and you know what to do here. You know, you sort of dig your knees into the right piece of his flank, and he rrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrr
and then you are making your um like most of these you won't fail because he doesn't know how he doesn't know how good yeah. you are. Can you attack the tree uh before you roll for this? Uh, it has an AC of five because it's an unatti- it's an unmoving object. Yeah. Uh, if you wish to power attack it as hard as you want to see how much damage you can show off doing to the tree, you can. Okay, that's going to be a lot. Um, Alright, yes, I will power attack it for 11. Is that actually your capped power attack? Yeah, I've got an 11 base attack, so I can power attack yep. to 11. Okay, and I mean, you still can't miss the tree because yeah, you can't because, fumble? because I've got an 18. I can't fumble and I've got an 18, so I get a 7. So I, I get a 7 to attack and hit the tree. Okay, roll damage on, on the tree. Okay, so this is a lance charge, yep. so I double it. Yeah, and you haven't got spirited charge. No, so I just it. double it. So, um, and I roll poorly, so that is, um, uh, but it is 10 plus double my 11 base, because uh, I add, if I'm power attacking, I add 11, but I'm using it, what, what's my power, what's the... What are you trying to work out here? Um, I've got a, I power attack for 11, so do I add 11, or... Yeah, it's a double-handed weapon, uh, yeah. it's a lance, so you add 22. Yeah, okay, right. So that is, um, a lot. So, it's your damage on the dice. Yep, so that's 10. Plus your strength and a half. Yep, so, sorry, that's 10. Plus 22. Yep, so that's 32. Then double because you're charging with the lance. Yep, so that is, um, 64. I think I fell the tree. <laughs> You do not actually fell it flat out because he's aimed for a big yeah. solid pine, but you literally sort of split it, punching the lance in yeah. one side and out the other, and then twisting and pivoting. Because you've also got ride by attack. <laughs> yes, yes, I do. So you twist and pivot and pull the lance out as you steer wind chase around the tree, uh, feeling the slight pull off his hooves as you then rear him up and get him to kick the tree as well. Yeah. Um, he then boots into it, uh, and at this point you get another handle animal check, and you can add your fighter level on top of this. Okay, then um, that is a very large amount, so that is uh, 24 plus uh, uh, 32. Okay, so, and, and Windchaser rears up and boots the tree with a couple of good hard hoof prints of wham, wham, and the tree shakes and staggers, it, you're not going to knock it down absent of dealing a good 200 points of damage to it. Yeah. But you're left some huge splinters and rakes of hoof and yeah. all the rest of it, and then you ride on lickety-split, and Windchaser, that giant will trouble no more hurts. <laughs> and you're riding on at this, you know, low to the head down, hair going in the wind, that sort of thing, and, and you realise... You've seen a lot of different people fight in your time. You've seen all the different mercenaries you've trained with. You yourself are sort of a double-handed brute fighter. You've seen Michaela, who hides behind her shield. You've seen Van, And you've seen a lot of your army guys. You've been involved with training the army, doing this, that, and the other thing. You've seen a lot of fighters of different stripes and all that sort of thing. Many of them, like most of your army, fight the same way. They've been trained, do it the specific style. The mercenaries tend to be a bit freer because they've learned from someone and then learned from their own experience. And you've had some people you've run into who have more who are more or less self-taught. Yeah. Uh, somebody like Bryn is is not a fighter per se, but she is somebody who has taught herself entirely her own fighting style. Yeah. Um, and 
that's what you take away from Windchaser, is that the horse has taught himself to fight. Because once you're intelligent, there's nothing stopping you taking class levels. Oh my goodness, he has fighter class levels? The horse has class levels. That is so awesome. Hmm? Uh, You won't be able to pick up what they are or how many they are specifically at this stage. Mm. But um, yes, Windchaser has actual class levels. As well, as well as a couple of essentially monster levels in horse. He is so epic. Alright, and then he endeavours, having done the cover and the leap and everything else, he runs and gallops flat out, and then just rears up violently, and <laughs> endeavours to throw you as hard as he can with no warning whatsoever, and can you give me a ride check? And this one, he will actually start opposing because he's now endeavouring to actively throw you. Yep. That is not the number I'm looking for, dice. He ain't getting far either. So. No. Alright, so... 25. Uh, yeah, he won't come remotely close to throwing you on that one. Sorry. And then he throws himself into a full Bronco style. Buck, 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 endeavouring to toss you. Same again. Yep. What's the better? As it is. 28. Uh, he will throw you on the second one. Oh, nice! Uh, on a 29. Yep. Um, he bucks up as hard as he can, throws you off, uh, and then as you land behind him, can you make me a rage check? Uh, again at the minus 5 to endeavor soft fall this and not take damage and land on your ass. Yep. Uh, I, um... Get a 26. Okay, you land successfully on your feet, and basically, you he bucks you up. You go falling back, sort of land, roll up, and come up on your feet very quickly, and then he endeavours to kick you in the head as hard as he can twice. Yep. Uh, you're definitely showing up sufficient riding skill that he's not going to bother pulling either of these. Yeah. I don't think on cavalry has the slightest hope in hell of beating your AC. Yeah, I don't have a... Uh, I, I, um... Would I still have the lance out? Um, probably not, because I would have been... Uh, yeah, you, you know, I'd be concentrating on staying on. Yep. So I don't have a weapon out, so that makes my AC slightly lower. Uh, does it make it 21? It does not. Okay, that's the better of his two attacks. Yeah. It's... So he boots into you, and you sort of dodge a little and, cl- and turn it onto your armor, and so he boots you hard twice in the chest plate instead of twice in the face, and your soft, breakable nose. Um, and... Then he turns away and <laughs> does that horsey laugh again. You know how to handle an unruly steed. <laughs> Ride me if you can, Caelan of Stagthorn, and turns to bolt away. And can you make me a fast mount check? <laughs> yes, yes I can. Or can I? Uh, that is... Um... Damn, I wish I had a saddle. Um, yeah, yep. That is... Um, 23. Uh, yes, that will still do it. Sweet. That's taking into account the minus 5. It is taking into account the minus 5. Okay, there's only a 20 to fast mount him. So basically, he turns, giving you maybe half a second to grab onto his mane and swing yourself into the saddle, yep. onto his back. Um, and... As you try and do that, Windchaser starts bolting away, 
with the intent that he's basically just going to leave you hanging off his side, yeah. dragging you along the ground. But you are too quick for him. You swing up and onto his back in a fast mount and put, slap your hands back into into his mane, grip on, grip your legs around his side, and you are back in control of the horse again. And he will... And then... You are the you are the best rider I have seen in all of my life, Kalen of Stagthorpe. Come then, let us chase the wind together. And then he just cranks on the speed. Sweet. And is pushing his flanks out into your feet, endeavoring to get you to crank him further. Basically, the yeah 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 equivalent. And this is another ride check to spur him on. I got a bit overexcited. Yeah. The faster you go, the bigger the mess. Yeah. Oh yeah, and now I get the good roll. Um, Alright, so that is uh, 35. Okay. <laughs> so, Windchaser puts on a good clip of speed, um, and you duck low to maximise your aerodynamicism? Yeah, aerodynamicity. Yeah, yeah, my aerodynamics. Your my aerodynamic cap- capability. Yeah. You duck right low and cling on to him and dig your dig your dig your feet in and dig your knees in and you know pull his mane out from his eyes and hold it back and the two of you bolt down. Yeah, and Caleb is at this point laughing. <laughs> and you know, froth and flecks of foam are coming out of his mouth and he is breathing hard and wheezing and finally he <laughs> slows down and skids to a halt, carving a couple of fresh divots in the earth through the grass. And then he... <laughs> enough! Enough! And then kneels slightly again. Yeah, and Kaelin will slide out of the saddle and roll onto the grass and then just like... <sighs> I agree. And he burrs up in the air majestically, rears back, and then goes flop over fully backwards and rolls, rolls on, on the, the grass. Ground Excellent. Uh, and Yellen will sit up in the grass. That there've been some contenders, but that might have been the most awesome thing I have ever done. <laughs> <laughs> it has been many years since I have seen anyone. Right, like that. But then, I thought you were impre- I thought you were impressive, and certainly smell better than that vile horse, vile other horseman you faced at the rushlight tournament. You saw the rushlight tournament. <laughs> it's funny how no one notices a horse at these things. <laughs> I suppose not. And suddenly, there's this cut. To, you know, the, the flashback scene yeah. of Kalen riding down to Villamere Koth. And in the background, there's a bunch of miscellaneous horses standing yeah, around. Yeah, I watching totally them. didn't ask and, how many horses are watching this fight. And, and one of them is Windchaser. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I completely acknowledge, I did not ask how many horses are in the audience. <laughs> Again, the, the horse has 14 intelligence, so it's yeah. smarter than you. Yeah. 
Sorry. I'm yeah. really okay with that now. I've I've made my peace with that. Like, this is this is a freaking awesome horse. It can be smarter. There are a great many things that Winchester could not attend. Yeah. The Rushlight Tournament is one that he can. Yeah. Um, he says, I have not missed it for many years, but I do not like the Clockwork King and his cold iron men. I'm not a big fan of him myself. Um, he's, um, I think he, um, got a bit lost somewhere along the way. When, um, he, um, maybe had a better path when he was a young man and still still a living man. Uh, and, um, I do think it's cheating to, um, attend a drunken joust when you don't, when you can't get drunk, but, uh, that may be, that just, may, may just be me. Humans drinking. <laughs> Why not a nice hay bale, or grass, <laughs> or even sugar? There's a lot to be said for sugar. You have sugar. Aye. <laughs> Give me the sugar. I can't want to some I tell my herd not to, but it's so good. <laughs> uh, uh, he rolls and stretches and cricks and all the rest of it. Uh, even Califraxis did not ride half so well as you. <laughs> well, druids, druids have their own um, skills. I can't make magic. I, I can't make magic horses. It would be a dull world <laughs> if we were all the same. Aye. So, you have come seeking a horse then, Caelan, King of Stagthorn. <laughs> I would say you have found one. <laughs> what say you? I must be better than that spectre of, spectre of magical flesh you ride at the moment. Hi, <laughs> you're a, um, you're a mighty beast indeed. But uh, are you sure? Or, or you would be all right to leave your herd. Leave my herd? <laughs> I had heard said your kingdom welcomes all manner of strangeness. Aye, aye, I could see that. They do not have the thoughts of the Fae. They do not have the needs that I have for company, for companionship. <laughs> This is the longest I have spoken to anyone in many, in a great many years. I am usually much more silent. But if you will give me your word that they will be well cared for, then my herd will come with me. Aye, we'd welcome them. I'd be honoured, but... I've... Lost mounts. It's the life. The life of a fighter. I've taken good care of my horses as best I can, but with big beasties we fight. It's a different matter with with someone as you. If we fight, I'd be glad enough to have you fighting alongside me because I can see you've got talents, but if we're fighting something big and nasty, I'll be needing you to move off off if it's getting to you too badly. I understand. I have kept my herd safe for many a year, but there are forces in this land in the hook-tongue swowl that I cannot fight. Old Speartooth would hunt us were he fast enough. 
Oh, uh, um, I don't think you have to worry about old Sveartooth anymore. Really? <laughs> A mighty warrior you are. And I've got um, I've got some magical stuff you might like the look of. I um, read across them in my travels. Oh. Uh, yes, I have found a mount worthy of my horseshoes of speed. Okay, yes. Hell yes. Yeah, unsurprisingly, he's not um, shod at the moment. He yeah. doesn't have any particular objection to them as a concept. Yeah, I mean, I don't have them with me because they're on my other unnamed inferior yeah. mount. Yeah. Revive three, tastiest horse in all of the kingdoms. I don't name the horses because, you know, the horses are, you know, but it would be a... Di- uh, the horses might die, but... Mm-hmm. By God, Windchaser is not going to die. Mm-hmm. Windchaser, I bet, has a shitload more hit points, but also I'm going to protect Windchaser. So, uh, yes, if you want a horse with um, with two fighter levels... Hell yes! One. Hell yes I want a horse with two uh, fighter levels. An awakened, levels. advanced, heavy war horse with two fighter levels. Hell yes! Oh God, do I want one. <laughs> I want Windchaser a lot. <laughs> and, um... Yes, I am, um, I would be, in, and I will, you know, talk to him about the noble girl, yeah. and be up front about, about one of his, about one of his herd, uh, uh, and the noble girl, and whether he thinks that would be alright. Is she, the, the rest of the herd do not ride like I, she would not need to be up to your standards, Brr. but is she someone of strength, Brr, of courage? Worthy of one, worthy of one of my herd as a ste- as a great steed to lead her into battle. Well, she's only a little girl at present, and she's a little bit spoiled at the moment. If I'm honest, she I'm not certain that she is worthy of one of your herd. But I could have a conversation with her and her dad and explain that you folks are special, and um, that they'll need to take that they'll need to take good care of them and work to be worthy. Yeah, so basically, he will explain to you, the other horses in the herd are just horses, albeit um, when he brings you up to actually have a look at them, they are of remarkable quality, they are advanced war horses. Sweet. Which makes them uh, a bit tougher and a bit stronger than your average war horse. It's yeah. not substantive. Yeah. It's his two fighter levels that make him substantively tougher. Yeah. But, like, their their AC is higher, their hit points are higher, they're just Sweet. generally better across the board. Yeah. Um... But there's nothing otherwise remarkable about them. That's the way he's sort of trained them and raised them and that sort of thing. Yeah. But they're not awakened animals. They're just yeah. literally horses. But there are other awakened horses. No, there were the um, Druid awakened other animals. He didn't say anything about horses. Ah, uh, yeah. All right. So um, what I'm thinking is that um, depending on what he's interested in, We've got grassland area, you know, we've got plenty of grassland areas, um, in our, um, in the northern green belt that, um, the herd could live on. Or, you know, the castle could totally, you know, we have, we have horse facility, we could totally set up an awesome, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, your castle, area for, your for castle horses. will have stables in it anyway. And yeah. Stable boys and all that sort of thing. Yeah, but we could set up, for, for horses like this, we could set up their own, you know, Meadow. Yes, yes, you could indeed. Yeah. You know, they could go and roam around in the, um, in the, um, meadow and forests and stuff and then, you know, come into the stables when it gets wet and cold. 
as you know, we could breed awesome war horses. Uh, yes, I don't believe that you have run into any of the other um I think you've run into Califraxus's work somewhere else. Uh, wherever there's a weird druid in the background doing something, it's always him and all ah, those right. background things. Um, but I know it's come up at least once, but I can't remember where. I can't remember where either. But there, there's definitely a couple of things in here that are, um, a druid did this sort of thing. And it's always this guy. It's always this guy. Because huh? he was sort of wandering around this area of, um, you know, sort of, uh, what's at this point, like, 40-odd years ago? Yeah. Regardless, um, uh, he can certainly tell you uh, very little value at this point. I will probably drop out of my horse voice. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. You've Um, done a great job with the horse voice. So, uh, he will tell you that he was one of Califraxus's animal companions. Yeah. Um, that he had others that he awakened. Uh, Hill Stomper is an awakened woolly mammoth. Awesome. That, that as far as um, Windchaser is aware still exists somewhere in the yep. River Kingdoms. Uh, but it's not like they keep in touch because yeah, yeah. as intelligent as he is, he's still a horse. He has yeah. primarily horsey interests. He yeah. finds the horses he hangs out with a bit beneath his intellectual weight class. But there's a reason he's hanging out here instead of with humans, generally yeah. speaking. Um, and, yeah, he can tell you secret things about Draylev's land, almost all of which you probably know about. But I am happy to hear from him. I haven't actually, I've explored the northern bits around where the herd is, but I Okay, haven't. he can tell you the dangerous predators in the areas that he's aware of are Spear Sharp Tooth, yep. who you've killed. Uh, the Orvoraxes, whom you've killed. Yep. Um, the there was a, a pack of Chimera that the Tiger Lord Barbarians have killed. Right. Yep. Um, what else can he tell you about here? Ooh, um, does he know anything about what the Tiger Lords are up to? Because the Tiger Lords just came through this area. Uh, he knows they have been through. Right. Yeah. But that's about it. Yeah. Um. Literally, you know, he he heard them coming well off, took his herd well out of the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he watched a thousand guys more or less go by. Yeah, he would have been avoiding them. Uh, all things that you don't know about, um, he can tell you that there is something wrong with the land in B9. Yep. Um, that there are great holes that he doesn't take his herd towards so that they don't fall in. So it's another missing pieces hex? It sounds... Uh, yeah, you go back and forth on this point because his descriptions are fundamentally different from yours. Um, but when you go on about this, it sounds like it's another area of that scooped land, but more deeply scooped out than um, what you've seen previously. Right, okay. It's... I could... You know, he could probably give you enough of a description. Yeah. You wouldn't necessarily need to go and look at it, but you're going to be exploring through there anyways. So. Yeah. Uh, and he can tell you where a very strange thing is written on a cliff that sometimes says things and blah blah blah. Yeah. Secret tomb. Yep. Um, and 
can tell you. He can't tell you what's in the swamp at all because he doesn't go in there. Yeah, yeah. Ergo, sense. he's never been to the other side of it into the forest either. Yeah. It's not that he's per se afraid of going into the swamp. It's just there's nothing there for him. Yeah. Uh, and that one he wouldn't know about. Yeah, so you have already uncovered everything he could tell you about. Yeah, that's all right. I'm just, I, 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 I'm just happy I've got this awesome awakened final level on out. Uh-huh. I will uh, print you off his stats and give them to you to replace your horse for the next thing if you desire. Yes, please. And um, bear in mind that he's, um, I'm going to be giving him my amulet of speed. and my amulet of natural armor plus one. Oh yeah, makes sense. Heck, I'm going to buy this guy. I'm going to buy this guy some magical wood. Uh, and and Windchaser says that, you know, he isn't outside of the purposes of challenging you. He is not opposed to having a saddle inherently. Sweet. Because I am much better rider with a saddle. <laughs> okay. And that's about it for what he can communicate to you that's useful. Yep. Alright, so, um... Yeah, so I will have a conversation with him about, um about whether he's alright with um, one of the horses going to this noble girl, and if he's uh, and if he's not, I'm totally prepared to just flag that part yeah. of the quest. He's certainly prepared to, you know, meet with them. And, yeah. Um, ah, that seems like an appropriate way to resolve this. He says, but, I have spoken a lot today where I have not spoken many years. I do not speak easily or swiftly. There are those I have learned that would find the talking horse to be odd, either to be slain as a demon, or to be sold at market as a prize pig. I would prefer not to speak so easily in front of others. Aye, that seems, that seems wise. It is no problem amongst the Fae, of course. They are old allies of Winchester Herd. Just, like... There's nothing specific there. Generally, yeah. he hangs out with a bunch of Fae who populate the River Kingdoms. Yeah. Because the Fae, you know, A, like horses, and B, don't see a magic talking horse as being anything except ordinary. Yeah. All right. So what we'll do is start um, heading north and then um, east in easy stages back through the hill and grassland country that's more horse-friendly as opposed to trying to yeah. take the herd yeah. through the swamp. Um, and we will go at a relatively he's, slow... He's perfectly happy to go through the swamp as long as you're taking him through areas that you've cleared of predators already. Yeah. Alright, well that would certainly be significantly shorter if the herd is okay with that, because I'm happy to move them around through the hills area. Yeah, no, no, he's, they're fine with that. Okay, so we'll take them straight through the boggy swamp bit and then into the yeah, forest. Oddly enough, he has no trouble keeping the horses under control at all. Yeah, and... Um, as we, we'll give him a bit of a rest from talking today, but as we continue our journey, yep. I will talk to him about um, also where the herd wants to live. You know, like, because I'm totally, I mean, obviously, you know, the regular horses are more horse, horses, but I'm happy to let, um, you know, not exactly accept them as citizens, but accept him as a citizen and accept them as him, his special care. Yep. He can be. He can keep an eye out for them, and we can um, set them up somewhere where that he thinks they'll be comfortable. Yeah, they'd be very welcome at the castle. That also be, which would be convenient for him, and we can set them up with a sort of yeah, back, back meadow type. Back thing. meadow. Yeah, yeah, thing. sounds sounds great to Winchester. Sweet. 
So you you I will express my enthusiasm for future generations of thorns having the best horses, you know, in the river kingdom. So you walk <laughs> over a couple of days with him and discuss this, basically. There's he's perfectly happy to serve as your mount. Um he thinks he's hard, but is quite happy to acknowledge there is stuff out there that he isn't going to fight. Yeah. But the thing is he's much better equipped to survive than a regular horse. Yeah. A a, he's t- a lot tougher, and B, he's a lot, a lot smarter, so he yeah. knows when he's in over his head and when to get the hell out of the way. Yeah. Kaelin was actually thinks he'll be fine in most circumstances, because among other things, I don't tend to fight the biggest things on my horse, because I tend to take... Uh, yeah. I, I t- you know, like, I didn't have a horse when I was fighting Mordecai or things like that, but I want to be really certain that, you know... The, I work hard not to get my horses killed, but it hasn't been a super huge massive priority, whereas this is a super huge massive priority, so I needed to make certain he understands that if something is killing the crap out of him, his job is to retreat. <laughs> as only a horse and as only a horse wearing horseshoes of speed can. <laughs> so uh he's he's perfectly happy to be saddled, shot, yep. all the rest of it. That's not gonna worry him any. Yeah. Um he's um happy, he, he doesn't want to be tied up anywhere, no. if you're going to places that don't take a horse, there's no need to tie him up, and yeah. he doesn't want to be tied up at night or anything, that's not thing. Um, he doesn't want people to generally know that he can talk, yeah. so that's information for your inner council as opposed to your um, general man on the street. Yeah. Um, and, you know, seems quite happy with the conception that your children might want horses like him I am prepared to volunteer myself for studying. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll find you yeah. know we'll, we'll breed these horses and yeah, you know yeah, build horses, up a herd because the herd is awesome. The, the horses in the Windchaser herd seem to be quite happy with the conception that they'll be they'll have a life of luxury in studying. Yep, yeah, that's the that's the goal here. We'll breed them to the. We'll breed them to horses worthy of them, and create a, a mighty war horse, and create an even mightier war horse herd, mm-hmm. which we will only give to riders worthy of. Them. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably that's that's about where. Um, and and we return back to um, we return back to Stagthorn, having robbed Draylon's lands of their greatest treasure. They weren't paying enough attention to find out about. Yeah, like Hannes Drelev is going to talk you, he, and, and he doesn't, like, you won't talk to people unless yeah. they, they are sufficiently um, skilled diplomatic to actually get him to admit that he can talk in the first place. Yes, well, I can see why he doesn't want to make that revelation to just anybody. Alright, so do you want to do the scene with the Hanvakis? It seems appropriate, given this is the horse bit. Yeah. So we begin by getting the herd back to Stagthorn. Kale and, um has a conversation with his castle architects and sets up some metal yeah. and some you, you set, stables. You set them up temporarily in some basic stables, and that's yeah. what they some things of bills. And um, we'll work out an arrangement for, you know, basically, like, Windchaser is just flat out, you know, I treat him like a PC who's a horse, except for the riding parts. You know, he gets to, you know, he has a loose box which he can slide, he yep. can go into if he wants to and slide open the door and just leave if he wants to, and he can go hang out where he likes. Um... The herd general and the herd generally, I want it set up that they're to receive care, but that they can roam around a bit more freely. You know, they can. Winchester will keep an eye on them, and they can go out to their meadow or into their stables if they want supplies, and we're going to take care of them and that kind of stuff. 
and then um, after I've, after the herd's had a couple of days to settle in, I'll have a private conversation about wind chaser with it, and then basically my plan is to go see the Hanvakis and oh, actually, and um, tell them that they're going to need to you know meet with this these horses and you know bond with them and stuff. Yeah, and it's going to be up there. So you're bringing them to the horse stables to yeah. see the horses effectively. Yeah. Uh, the the other thing he will do is on the way back, uh, he will pretty relentlessly um, challenge Tristan seven or eight times to a horse on horse fight, basically. Yeah. Between his magic phantom horse and um, <laughs> and Windchaser. Yeah. And Tristan, I, I don't really think that would prove anything. <laughs> it would prove I am stronger than your construct. Well, I, I suppose technically, but there's no reason to have it fight. I mean, it can it can be it can be removed, and its energies can be scattered back to the etheric winds, but it doesn't feel pain. What good is a horse that doesn't feel pain? Why would you want a horse to feel pain? I don't want the horse to feel pain. I want people to ride things like that to feel pain. <laughs> And so on and so forth. Tristan yeah. never takes him up on it, but Windchaser asks every day if he wants to have a fight. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. So, Edris Tanvaki comes down to the state, comes down to the stables alone for the moment. Yeah. Um, and he gives you a proper bow. Your Majesty, how good to see you again. I take it you have good news about these stallions then. Genevieve has been, uh, <clears throat> Asking repeatedly about uh, your your progress, explained to her at length that uh, such things can take time. That the horses had to be found first and then uh, trained and broken in and brought back to the kingdom and that sort of thing. Aye, they're um they're special beasts, and I appreciate you um giving me the giving me the tip off about them. We've um convinced the herd to um come back with us. Um. But they are, um, they're big, strong, on very tough beasts. Uh, the girl's coming, coarsely, Hannah, from yeah. somewhere outside the stable, about ten seconds before Genevieve yeah. Hanvaki marches in in a spotless pink tutus-type dress. Yeah. Um, comes in, she's, ah, oh, father, what's taking, daddy, what's taking so long? I've been waiting for ages and ages and ages. Is that one my horse? And points at Winchay. So I want that one. He looks strong. No less. That one's my horse. <laughs> Fine. I wanted a girl horse anyway. What about that one? Is that one a girl horse? <laughs> you hear from Windchaser, it's not a girl horse. No. no, you can come out and have a look at you can come out and have a look at the herd, but um be quiet and gentle like. Ek, you don't want to spook him. Yes, and um as I was saying to you... Idris, like, flinches. Flinches and has enough dignity to not face palm as, <laughs> she, as she sort of hand-waves the king and wanders out again. As I was saying, as I was saying, they haven't been trained... They haven't been trained, um, with the exception of, um, and, uh, Kellen will pat Winchester on the side. Uh, this fellow here has had some good, good training in his, um, uh, best, best mount I've run across, but, um, the other uh, beasties, they're a wild herd, you understand, and they've only just come back in. We'd better go out and keep an eye on her. Uh, they are um, literally all war-trained. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's trained them. Oh, sweet. All right, but um, I'm emphasising... But they're war-trained like wild horses. Yeah, I'm emphasising the not-tame horses. Yeah, but... he's not a tame lion. Yeah. Uh, 
So um, I'm thinking um, let's go out and see how she let's go out and see how she manages. And she's just basically standing out there in the meadow, looking at them all, and you know, with with some considerable interest. Oh, are we ready to go? I've decided, Daddy, I want that one. The white the white maned one at the back. Well then let's let's see if she wants you. Yeah. Come into the middle with me. Yeah. Give you some sugar. She takes the sugar, looks blank, looks like the I like cake. It's for the horse, lass. Oh, okay. Now, these are wild beasties, yeah? You need to go soft. Keep your keep your uh, body low. Be gentle with them. Now, Idris like moves in behind her and helicopter hovers <laughs> over. Yeah. Now then, in. This is something you haven't run across before, I think. This is something money. This is a problem money can't solve. Both of them look <laughs> faintly disgusted, but much more openly than her father. Yeah. Uh, his, his literal quote: is, "Money buys everything." <laughs> now you wanted these. You you wanted to come over here. These beasties haven't been trained, so this horse is going to need some. This horse is going to need some training. She's going to need to decide if she wants to get to know you. Now, what I want you to do is have a go at this. If you think this is something that you're not up for, you can go away. Maybe somebody else will train her, and maybe in a few months we can try again. But I think that there's more to you than meets the eye. And that this is something you could do if you put your mind to it. Let's give it a go, shall we? And Kaylin is going to uh, encourage, endeavour to encourage her and encourage the horse to yep. see if we can get the two of them actually uh, uh, to meet, or if she's just going to flinch and sulk and cry and demand yep. that it's too much. Yeah, uh, she's certainly not going to flinch and sulk and cry. You get through like the first five minutes of this, and you slowly approach the horse. You hold yep. your hand up. The horse comes over, it takes, eats the sugar out of your hand, licks your hand. You know she laughs a bit at that, um, and then you know. But when you get more than a couple of minutes into this, you know you say, "Okay, now we'll give it a minute's break," and she doesn't really understand why. And you say, "Okay, go give him another a, another piece of sugar," and she says, "Here, horse, sugar, sugar." The horse doesn't come to her. I'm not coming all the way out to you. <laughs> Throws the sugar cube at it. It kind of goes, dink, oh, it's no, as the horse looks at it, <laughs> eats the sugar yeah. off the ground. Um, Alright, I've had enough of this. Yep, I want that one, Daddy. Put a saddle on it and shoes and whatever else it needs and clothes and that sort of thing. Let's take it home now. Edris turns to you. Well, I think she's decided, Your Majesty. I'd be most happy to pay you the agreed-upon reward sum for bringing back one of these fine wild horses for my darling Genevieve. Yeah. What's taking so long? I want it now. Now, you understand that you're going to have to look after it. We can hire someone to do that. Yeah. And Wind Chaser, who's let himself out of the stable, sort of, you know, comes along just standing on the side of the field, looks at you and shakes his head. Yeah. That's the noise. No, I think not. The um, horses want to stay with each other, and that's what we're going to go with. The, um, they're a wild herd, and they need time to settle in. Like, so that's what we're going to go with. Um, no, I thank you. I thank you for your assistance in helping me find them. And and if um, Genevieve wants to come out and work with the horses, um, 
uh, and learn a bit more about how horses work and what they do, she's welcome. But these horses aren't for sale at this time. And Edris gives the slight wince of fatherhood that yeah. Kayla can vaguely sympathise with him. And Jennifer turns to him, Daddy, what does he mean? Uh, dear, he leans down to him, this is, this is business between grown-ups. Just, just a moment. See, he turns to you and he says, I, I think I understand the position that you're in, my lord. And I had not anticipated how fine and strong these beasts would be. I, I think the 8,000 gold that I offered you, I, I meant no insults at the time, of course, not knowing how strong and majestic these things were. I see now they are easily worth 10, daddy, 11,000 gold apiece. Uh, uh, let's, um, Let's talk this over between us, because I don't want to emasculate him, and um, we'll move him off to the side. Pay him whatever he wants, Pay him whatever he wants, Daddy, and Edris openly wins that one. Remember what we talked about, about bargaining, (laughs) dearest darling heart? Uh, Well, Edris, I'm not... uh, This isn't isn't a matter of money. I, I can't provide... More money. I know, I, I know, and that's why I want to let you know that this isn't a matter of money. They're just horses, Your Majesty. I, I could purchase a similar stallion from uh, elsewhere for this sort of money, Aye, but it and you be the one that Genevieve wants. Well, you're welcome to purchase one from elsewhere and tell her it's one of these. I doubt she'll be able to tell the difference. He he tilts his head slightly sideways. What an excellent idea, Your Majesty. <laughs> I can see that you've. I can see that you've become a father. I can. I can see that you have the experience of fatherhood yourself. Oh, wait till you always get to this age. <laughs> I can see she's a bit of a trial. I can see she's a bit of a trial to you. Now, I'll, I'll not meaning any offence, but um, it's um, might be good for her to um, learn that she can't have it all her own way a little more. Before she gets any bi- before she gets any bigger and gets herself into trouble, he sort of waves you off at this. It's it's all right. Well, we can it's it's all right, Your Majesty. We can provide for whatever she needs. Yeah, I didn't think he was going. <laughs> um... Yeah, and and like presumably Tyrion has done a much better job of raising Cassandra and the Mesty, but you can see where this goes. You know, you're pretty and rich and perfect and you can have anything you want all the time forever well, and ever. And to be honest, those girls are those girls are much better than the Genevieve. Yeah. But there's certainly there's certainly an element of spoiling. Yeah, yeah, but it's that her. same air of nobility. Yeah. And he goes back to her and you hear this conversation. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> now he can go back and Good say news. she'll have his, the white one. His Majesty has agreed to, to sell us one of them, but I'm afraid it's going to take several more weeks until it's trained enough for you to be able to ride it. But, Daddy, I want it now. Well, I'm afraid, Genevieve, that you can't have it. She stomps her foot on the ground and her little lip screws up. And he, he says, but, but until, it's tra- until it's trained, you can have a pony. Two ponies! We'll go and buy some ponies right now from the, po- from the man down at the stable. Let's go now, dear. Let's not waste any more of His Majesty's time. And sort of pulls her away and waves away, you know, okay, thank you, yeah. back at you. And, um, Kaelin will move quietly over to Winchester. 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 And it's like, yeah, I didn't think it was going to work. <laughs> that is not a suitable, that is not a suitable rider for a mangy dog. 
Well, I think I can't stop him from buying somebody else's horse, but I don't don't think he's worthy of this herd. I will laugh when her horse kicks her. <laughs> I'm also not necessarily lawful good. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Uh, I suspect we'll find Nouns worthy of some of the fellows in time, but uh, yeah, I think we'll manage without. <laughs> and yes, we, um, the, um, uh, 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 Lord, um, what's his name? Lord... Um, Idris Hanvaki? Yeah, Lord, Lord Hanvaki has the opportunity to purchase, you know, quite possibly from one of our stables or from elsewhere in the kingdom, a white horse that looks a lot like the white horse, yeah. a white mare that looks a lot like the white mare that, um, <laughs> from the Windchaser herd. Yeah. And I doubt Genevieve can tell a horse's stats. Uh, he, he go, what he does, he goes off and buys her a couple of ponies to placate her for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, then brings in basically the equivalent of a fine Arabian breed horse. Yeah. Um, which, you know, she rides like twice and then gets bored. Yeah. <laughs> but it can live in his stables just as easily as anyone else's. So. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, presumably, you know, formal occasions she needs to ride something. Yeah. Okay, so... And I, f- I deliberately failed the, um... Uh, no, 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 you have completed one of the different ways to complete it. Oh, okay. Uh, so you have finished the side quest Chasing the Wind. You do yep. not get 8,000 gold for um, selling Genevieve a horse. No. Uh, you do, however, get Wind Chaser. Which is awesome. Uh, and moreover, you now have these exceedingly fine breeding horses in your kingdom. Which is so great. Uh, this increases your economy by two. Oh, yeah. It's one of those things where, because of how the game works, it pays off immediately. Yeah, yeah. What's happening in the actual world is that people are now paying to come and have their horses studded with these fine, majestic horses. Yeah. And then, of course, you're bringing in a bunch of mares and breeding your own. Yeah. Which you will then eventually turn around and sell on to people who are looking for a particularly fine, advanced horse. And are worthy riders. Yeah, yeah. But it's the kind of people that are going to pay the kind of prices you're asking for. Most the kind of, of people who you know, recognize good horse flesh. Yeah, absolutely. And there's no point buying a ridiculously advanced thousand gold horse if you can't ride it. Yeah. Alright, um, that's something only people who are stupidly wealthy would do. Well, yeah, but, you know. <laughs> um, so is that, um, that would be an event, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's a quest reward. So. Yeah. So that is a plus two to the economy, which is so awesome because the economy is in such bad shape. A lot of these side quests are um, kingdom ones in um, in Blood for Blood, which I love. I love kingdom rewards. Kingdom rewards are my favourite thing. And I believe you've now done lots of them. Uh, so of your side quests, you have now bought the dragonfly wings to Umbleweed. Yep. You haven't yet bought him the slug spit that he wants. No, no, I, I look forward to encountering slugs in my future. <laughs> Who says they're in there? Uh-huh. Uh, you have bought him hook tongue, the, the little hook tongue, the Elasmosaurus. Yep. Uh, you have killed Speartooth. Yep. Uh, you have uh, put down the bog mummy terror. Yep. Uh, and you have chased the wind. Yes. So that is the vast majority of them done. Yes, so the slug spit is the only thing I am still looking for out there. And I have lost the Tiger Lord Barbarians. You have indeed lost the Tiger Lord Barbarians. Uh-huh. 
Alright, so Kaelin his kingdom is in, in economic ruin. You know, he's on the brink of destruction at the hands of Fort Draylor, but by God, he's got a horse. The, the horses are fixing my economic growth. I just got a plus two economy bonus. The horses are making my economy better. And, you know, my heart is full of song because yeah. I have the most awesome mount ever. The horses, oddly enough, are pretty happy with the conception that, um, you know, they just have a life of, you know, studying in their own personal meadow and all this kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It, it's and, you it's know, like, groomsmen who attend to all their needs. Yeah, it, it's like... They have humans who take care of them when they want to be taken care of, and when they don't want to be taken care of, they just hang out in their meadow. Alright. Mm. And yes, I give Windchaser a, a horseshoes of speed and an amulet of natural armor, and that's just for starters, I'm going to buy him some more stuff. <laughs> I have a lot of money, I can spend money. Yes, yes you can. <laughs> uh, you can buy a... Um... I'm not keen on barding because the barding seems like a big pain in the ass to put on and stuff, but I'm thinking about, like, a really cool saddle that gives him bonuses or stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, you could very easily buy something like a magic saddle that gives you bonuses to ride kind of thing. Yeah. Or, um, indeed, um, something that gives him bonuses to skills and that. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for, like, potentially more AC bonuses or that kind of thing. So, when you later on start actually riding Windchaser around properly and getting some understanding of what he can do. It's... Disappear to advanced, advanced Hemi Warhorse Awaken, blah blah blah. His stats are completely ridiculous and obscene. I like that! I'm a fan! <laughs> um, I'll need to work out which of these came from what levels, but um, he's, he's got several points in Seth's photo. Awesome. Oddly enough. Um, And then things like balance and tumble for a horse. Cool. He's a... He's a flippy... um, If if he were a human fighter that used swords and things, he'd be that sort of um, flippy, jumpy, Barney-style one. Yeah. Okay. And we will see if Hans Draylin manages to crush your kingdom in the future, then. Yes. Dun, dun, dun.